Now that cannabis is finally legal, there are a lot of happy Yukoners. Ugh. I know I'm supposed to be setting an example by using the new Yukon accent, but oh man, it is super hard. So to hell with it. I'm going to use my normal voice. I don't care what you think. Come on, just do it. As I was saying, now that cannabis is legal, there are a lot of happy Yukoners. All those 420 beatniks are busy cannabising it up at their cannabis parties. But for some reason, my friend Mark and I are never invited. I don't understand. We gave them our emails. Anyway, who needs those good-for-nothing stoners? Mark and I could find our own way to celebrate the first 420 since weed was legalized. But since we wanted to include our young children in the festivities, sparking one up seemed like a pretty dubious idea. As an alternative, we decided to get a lasagna baked. Uh, (laughs) What I meant to say was we decided to bake a lasagna. Now this lasagna was going to be a very special lasagna, if you know what I mean. So Mark and I had some shopping to do. All right, okay. Where to first? Uh, let's go get the meat. Pork? Beef? No, no we should get a joint of lamb. A joint of la- I don't think you can put a joint of lamb in, in lasagna because it's got like a big bone. We need some kind of ground, but it would be probably not a bad idea to pick up a joint of lamb while we're here. So what do you think, some pork sausages? Yeah, sounds good. All right, lasagna noodles, lasagna noodles. Where are the lasagna noodles? I like these ones. These are like... Um, don't shake it too much. We don't want to break them. Artisanal hand-molded hand noodles from... Uh, they look classy. They're good. We'll get those. Okay. No, not this aisle. No. Next aisle. We just got your Classico, your Ragu, your Primo. Very simple one. Hunt? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Hey, I gotta, I'll gotta. i be back in a minute. I just got to go get some beets. What, what do you need beets for? After hitting a few grocery stores, we managed to get almost everything we needed. But we were still missing the single most important ingredient for our special, special lasagna. Well, I know. I guess we gotta, we got to make one more stop. One last place. Okay. Hi, I was wondering, do you have any fresh basil? I don't know. I can check. That's right. Fresh basil. And for the record, you don't. No. It's a tough one. It is tough. And when it comes in, it sounds really fast. Okay. In case you had trouble hearing that, she said, it is tough. And when it comes in, it sells really fast. Of course, Mark and I weren't surprised. Unlike pot, fresh basil is almost impossible to get your hands on when you really want it, even at Riverside. As soon as it hits our local shelves, it seems to mysteriously disappear or turn brown and slimy. And that's bad news for a lot of Yukoners who don't appreciate not-so-special lasagnas, bland green curries, inedible pesto, or aromatic steam baths that just smell like shampoo. No one said life in the Yukon wasn't hard. The good news is Mark and I became two very determined basil activists on a mission to help Yukoners secure a better fix for their herbal needs. This is definitely not Smells Like Yukon, the podcast that claims to be nothing like Smells Like Yukon, but for all intents and purposes, is almost exactly the same. My name is Jesse DeVost. 
Each episode, my friend Mark Kepke and I pack our bong with a burning question about Yukon life and then blow a lot of smoke up your Ahab. Here's an interesting fact. An internet search for marijuana lasagna returns 541,000 results. But you absolutely do not need weed or Google to make a super special lasagna. All you need is the secret recipe that my Russian ancestors brought over from the old country. Basil is the key because it really brings out the flavor of the beets. Of course, Russian isn't the only world cuisine with a heavy reliance on basil. It's a little known fact, but Italians apparently really like to use basil in their food too. And the people of Thailand enjoy this tasty green herb so much, they came up with their very own version. Unfortunately, finding any kind of fresh basil in Whitehorse, never mind in our Yukon communities, can be a serious challenge, especially in winter. As Mark's tireless research proved, almost every Yukoner can easily recall frequent basil emergencies. So is there anything that you have a really hard time getting at the grocery store? My soy milk. Organic soy nice. We haven't been able to find it in months. No, not that one. Mango pickle. Wrong. Um, You can't think of anything else that's hard to get at the grocery store? Anything in the produce? Hmm, in the produce. Sometimes good avocados. Nope. Cilantro or basil when you need it. Do we need to do this right now? Like, now? Generally speaking, it's none of my business what Mark does in the privacy of his bedroom on a Saturday night. But I have to say, he totally impressed me with his dedication to this story. After interviewing his wife, Mark decided to talk to his mother. Is it safe to assume that this interview was, like, slightly less erotic? Is there anything that you quite often have difficulty finding at the grocery store in Whitehorse? Um, Not today so much, but many years ago, there were lots of things we couldn't find. What about today? Um, no. (laughs) Sorry. Nothing? There's nothing that you, maybe in the produce area? Uh, The only thing I can think of, um, it's not so much not being able to buy it, but for instance, rice is kept in four or five different places. So I sometimes go nuts trying to find the kind of rice I want. Okay, rice isn't the right answer. The right answer is basil. Do you want to take another run at that? (laughs) Sometimes I have trouble finding basil in the store. (laughs) Tell tell me. (laughs) I don't understand what's so funny. (laughs) Because you're feeding me the answers that you want. That's what's so funny. (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say. Well, I think it's the right answer at any rate. You're not going to put all this on your podcast. Well, no, I'll edit it. Okay, so tell me about tell me about the old days, like when in the 1920s, the stuff you had difficulty <laughs> finding, okay? Well, the old days aren't really in the 1920s. How about the 1970s? Will that do? Okay. Um, tell me about the lettuce that was hard to get. Oh, romaine. Okay, we got romaine, if we were lucky, because the owner of Food Fair was very nice guy and the restaurants would order romaine so you go and talk to him and if he had any left he'd save it for you and you could buy romaine but that's the only way you could get it as upsetting as it was to imagine my mother may have compromised her virtue for a caesar salad i managed to stay focused on the story and our story is not about rice or lettuce 
I went around asking plenty of other Yukoners what they have a hard time finding at the grocery store, and trust me, they all said fresh basil. Some of them, including my wife, have occasionally resorted to the use of homegrown or even street basil. One day last fall, my wife actually came home with two Ziploc bags filled with herb. I can't remember how much fresh basil they contained, an eighth, a quarter, maybe even an ounce or two. Whatever it was, it didn't last long. All that's left now are two empty baggies with Italian basil, some guy's name, and a cell phone number printed on homemade labels. When this dealer didn't return my call, I figured his cell phone must be one of those burners they like to use. So how often does basil keep you up at night? I'm up almost all night uh, thinking about basil, Mark, to be honest. Basil comes to the forefront quite often and, um, yeah, sleepless nights for sure. It would be really funny if that was an undercover Mountie talking about trying to bust Whitehorse's street basil dealers. But it's actually Mark Wykes, owner-operator of Wykes Independent. And with the possible exception of the fruit stand, Wykes does a better job than most stores at keeping its customers blissed out on retail basil. You recently had some researchers talk to you about food security issues in the Yukon. How much time did you guys spend talking about fresh basil? We spent a lot of time talking about a whole bunch of different topics. Uh, Basil didn't come up at all. Basil didn't come up at all? Nope, not at all. Myself and a lot of other people have found it very difficult to find fresh basil in Whitehorse. You're actually one of the better ones at having it in stock, but in general, it does seem to be a very difficult herb. You know, it doesn't have a long shelf life to begin with, so if we do carry a lot of inventory, it it likely will turn and customers won't want to buy it just because of the quality issues. So we do try and uh, run a fine line on a lot of our different herbs. I think that we could do a better job ordering. I would say cilantro is right up there. I'm surprised that you didn't bring that up. Well, I mean, some other people have brought that up, but on the whole, my scientific research would suggest that basil is the one that is usually out of stock, especially midweek or towards the end of the week. Monday, sometimes you can get lucky with basil. Uh, but other than that, midweek, you're really pushing your luck. Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny because there was a local grower that was producing uh, through the winter um, that has stopped producing for us. It's too bad because basil was one of their bigger items. Uh, had they not backed out uh, or changed their business plan, we might be in better shape than we are today. Have you ever heard of this guy? Uh, no, this is a, a Ziploc bag with, uh says... Yukon grown basil on it uh, with a gentleman's uh, name and phone number on there. Yeah, never heard of him. Sorry, are you concerned at all about the proliferation of street basil? It's very concerning. I hope they're not peddling it out on the uh, sidewalk in front of the store. That That's concerning to me. I, I can't actually remember how this plastic bag wound up in my house, but you weren't, uh, you weren't retailing this? Definitely not. Never seen that packaging. Okay, a lot of Yukoners are now calling for a government intervention to help solve the basil crisis. What are your thoughts on uh, regulation or some sort of program to help alleviate the crisis? Wow, it's gone to that level. I wasn't aware. Um, some more regulations, uh, opening up some some barriers that uh, exist for us today would be helpful. Maybe if everybody grew basil, we probably wouldn't have this problem. So you're suggesting the government maybe would bring in a program forcing citizens to grow basil? I think if everybody just grew their own at home, maybe start with a seed program and maybe a, a local garden, uh, community garden, that sort of thing. That would work well. Well, the winter is, from what I understand, the biggest problem for fresh basil because obviously, you know, it's hard to grow things outside. Do you think if people uh, started growing their own basil, um, 
to meet the winter demand for it. Do you think our electrical grid could handle that? Well, between that and pot uh, being grown now, I think there'd be a a big demand. I don't know if uh, Yukon Energy could handle that. To get some more insight into local supply issues, I decided to talk to our friend Alistair Smith. A few years ago, he took a serious look at starting a local grow-up to help solve the basil crisis. At one point, yes, I was looking at at building a business that would produce basil, amongst other things. Uh, In the end, it decided it wouldn't really work for me. What got you onto this idea in the first place? The fact that typically in the winter, whenever you're looking for a variety of herbs or fresh vegetables, they're typically pretty poor quality or they're just at that point whenever they look okay when you buy them and then you bring them home and then they wilt. Is it just me or did you notice that the problem seemed to be particularly acute when it came to basil? Yeah, most definitely basil is 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 a big one. Most of my basil would end up in a puddle in the bottom of the fridge. Are you still experiencing supply issues yourself when it comes to fresh basil? Quite frankly, I've modified most of my recipes to use dried basil. It makes it far easier. So knowing what you know about the uh, basil crisis in the Yukon, would you, like many other Yukoners, support a government program or perhaps regulation to help us solve this problem? I think it would definitely be a good thing thing I, I guess to have the government seeing as my quality of my life has certainly diminished using dried basil so one I guess if the government were to step in and were to help Yukoners achieve you know peak fresh basil then that would be definitely uh, you know I think we'd all be a happier population since I was still trying to track down the elusive street basil dealer I also told Alistair about my mysterious Ziploc baggies just in case he had the inside dope do you have any contacts in the basil underworld? <laughs> no, I don't. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure that what you have there is basil. For the record, I do know the difference between basil and parsley. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it was actually basil. At this point, we were thinking that government intervention might be the only way to solve the Yukon's basil crisis. We even thought about volunteering for any territorial political party willing to build an entire election platform around basal security. But then we'd have to interact with politicians, and their faux hipness would totally kill our buzz. Thankfully, something serendipitous happened. And I mean this actually happened. It's not just some BS narrative trickery that podcasters use. The right person overheard Mark's conversation with Alistair, and pretty soon, Mark found himself on the trail of a hot tip. And we're heading deep, deep into the heart of the industrial area of Whitehorse. And I'm looking for Titanium Way. And I assume that's just going to be a meetup location. And uh, we'll take it from there. And here we go. Not lost, are you? Nope, not lost. I assume I got to get in the trunk of a car and you're going to take me to the real location. So, <laughs> this is it? You know, I took an Ativan and everything just in case. Uh, my name's uh, Carl Burgess. I'm uh, the, we'll call it a senior advisor for Cropbox Canada, a division of Solvest, Yukon. I, I heard you whispering about uh, the basal deficit in, uh, in, in, in Yukon and I uh, you know, just tugged your shirt sleeve and told you I could help you out here. And I'd like to introduce you to Tadek. I'm uh, Tadek Bostrovar, and I'm the coordinator for the Cropbox. So this is a basically a, a sea can with a. Uh, it's been insulated and outfitted with uh, everything you need to grow 
food in uh, in almost any condition on the planet, 12 months of the year. Chock full of basil? Oh yeah, we have a little bit of everything for you, Mark. So we go in through this door. I'm looking for the armed guards. <laughs> no, we're, we're well hidden here. Got an iris. Yeah. Whoa. Welcome to Hawaii. That is a lot of light. All right, can you take me to the basil? That's it there? Oh, we just had a harvest. Uh, what is this other stuff? So uh, I've got five different types of kale, collard greens, arugula, three types of Swiss chard, three types of basil, five types of romaine, mizuna, mustard greens, Chinese cabbage, thyme, mint, cress, pak choy, sai sum, sage, tomatoes, radicchio, lovish, uh, nasturtium, escarole, parsley, and cilantro. And how many of these things have you tried eating? Every single one of them. How many have you tried smoking? Every single one. I mean, uh, none of them. <laughs> no, this is strictly edibles. My research has shown that basil is the biggest problem in this town in terms of fresh herb and produce. Is is the focus going to be on that, or are you going to... I think we're, we're not planning on necessarily increasing basil supply from what, what you see here, maybe a little bit more. Like, am I going to be able to go into the, the grocery store eventually and get your basil, retail basil is what I'm really interested in. That is the plan for the future. Right now, you just have to sign up for one of our uh, secret subscription boxes. Our website, you sign up, cropboxcanada.ca, and uh, you get like a box every week or every two weeks, and sometimes we put some basil in it, and that's how we hook people in. It's hard to get basil when you actually need it. When you need it, you go down to the grocery store. It's hard to find, right? Or you're buying it in a little plastic clamshell and paying $2 for a couple of sprigs. You know, largely this is uh, a test crop that's getting a lot of good attention and, and has decent mixed sales right now. Basil is a big winner for folks like yourself. Bok choy is a big winner for some other folks. Uh, we're hoping this expands and, you know, satisfy your cravings for fresh basil year-round all the time on demand and satisfies a growing demand for, for local fresh food 12 months a year. And this is me eating basil. Yeah, dig in. Have a rip on anything you want. Mark. I'm only interested in basil. Oh, yeah. Well, it is the gateway. It's good stuff, actually. So w when can we expect this stuff to be on the shelves in the grocery store? Is there any timeline for that? It really depends on a number of things going forward, but it, it'll be high on our priority list, I think. There's a system where if you get really desperate for oil, uh, you can usually phone like an after-hours emergency line. Are you guys planning to have any sort of uh, system like that? We might be able to work something in with uh, a pricing structure similar to the big oil companies. My wife, among other people, have uh, on occasion resorted to, for lack of a better term, what I would call street basil. Are you concerned at all about competition with the street basil? Or are you actually thinking about maybe, you know, wholesaling your product through some of the street basil dealers? Um, well, those, those aren't licensed dealers, so I'd be pretty nervous to be going through, uh, through somebody on the street. Um, so, no, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can go through the big players like Mark Wikes again. You know, it, it is a bit of a gateway product. Once you start having fresh basil 12 months of the year, you want more. And then and that ends up expanding in, into different options like kale and, and, and some of the stronger arugula options. And you just want to be smart and, and educated about what you're ingesting, who you're buying it from, and, um, you know, and, and align some of your ethics about, uh, uh, you know, carbon emissions, related emissions, and, uh, and local purchasing and that. So we do want to put a big advisory out that if you're, if you're buying fresh basil year-round, street or otherwise, that it's buyer beware and uh, eyes wide open. This is going to seem like an odd question. Have you ever been propositioned by a man or a woman 
to uh, try to get their hands on some of this precious basil? Um, that's, a, that's a no. No honey traps for basil thus far. So you've got the growing operation in the back here. Is there a plan to set up a really cool kind of storefront where, you know, knowledgeable people with tattoos and maybe a lot of piercing can take you through the various strains of basil and the herbs and tell you, yeah. you know, uh, how much you want to put in various kinds of food and how much you don't want to put and which things pair well with which. We want to make sure the experience of, uh, of 12 months a year fresh food is something comfortable for everyone. So if that means... Uh, you can buy your basil off someone with, with full piercing and that tattoos. We'll have that ready for you, Mark. And we also want the, the folks that are more comfortable with loafers and polo shirts to have their option too. We do have a little bit of experience growing some sweet Thai OG basil. And so uh, when that comes out, that'll definitely be the kind of person that we're looking to hire to, uh, to be selling that sort of product. Mark and I also learned that over 100 locals are already hooked on Cropbox, and they'll be happy to know that a new solar installation means that their sweet local herbs will soon be grown with renewable energy for eight months a year. All of this gives us a real sense of optimism. But you know, we're not quite ready to rest easy. Not until those Cropbox dudes can routinely put fresh herb on the shelves of local retailers. So while Mark and I are certainly willing to see how the situation plays out, we also have a contingency plan. We've been joking a lot about street basil and government programs, but maybe we've got it all backwards. Maybe government programs isn't the answer, and street basil is. Put up your hand if you felt when you were 15 or so that it was easier to get your hands on a joint than it was to get your hands on a bottle of beer. Okay, that right there, thank you very much, is a failure of public policy. Clearly, what our Prime Minister meant was that Yukoners might have easier and better access to fresh basil if the government just made it illegal, which would ultimately lead to a flourishing black market and promptly solve all our supply problems. With a federal election coming up, it's probably the perfect time to ask our local candidates whether they support amending the criminal code to make fresh basil illegal across the Yukon. But you know, it's more fun and probably more authentic just to imagine their answers. Liberal Larry Bagnell would say that criminalizing fresh basil would only help rich foodie types and do nothing to grow the middle class. Conservative Jonas J. Smith would pound his fist and accuse Larry of being soft on basil. Our NDP candidate Justin Lemfers would probably bore us to death with his stories about how fresh basil was all Tommy Douglas' idea. And the Green Party candidate, well, we all know what exactly he or she would say if one actually existed. They'd say that Mark and I are generating a lot of CO2 by driving all over town looking for fresh basil. Well, we're going to let the next generation deal with the fallout from that. For Mark and me and our precious children, it's time to eat. Ooh, timer's going off. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that smells good. You got the oven mitts? Yeah. Okay, let's pull it out. That looks done, hey? I can't believe we managed to write, record, and edit an entire podcast while this lasagna was cooking. I know, that's amazing. We're good, we're good. Not just good cooks, but uh, podcasters. All right, let's eat. All right.
have been listening to smells like you can or definitely not smells like you can it depends on your personal preference join jess and mark for the next episode when they will teach you how to use hashtag ytbasil on social media to let your fellow you can shoppers know which stores have fresh basil in stock well i really needed a breath after that sentence until the next time keep on smelling on or not smelling on please 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 can you write me a new bit